Thanks for listening to the JT and Looney podcast. Do us a favor, share it. Get our numbers up so one day we won't have to do it because we'll be with Joe Rogan on a beach. <laughs> and we'll be counting our money there. But if you can share the podcast, download it, share it, and like it, our bosses would really appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger. Hey, it's uh, it's Looney. Hey. Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs, sports, info, and odds, is the sponsor of the JT and Looney podcast, episode 125. Find all your latest sports developments, including this week's odds for the Masters. Will Tiger be able to limp around for four straight days? If he wins the Masters, the 2022 Masters, it could be the biggest sports story of our life. And Major League Baseball is getting underway, better known by its gangster name, MLB. Bet Online, your continued source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join as soon as you can. Bet Online. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on popular sports and games. Bet Online, where the game starts. And now the podcast starts, damn it. Hey. Thanks for acknowledging that I'm the king of transition. It's unbelievable. You know, not until you pointed it out, not until you bragged about it years ago, did I recognize it. And I always would see it. We would be, because, and I would watch it. You know, you could. You could have lunch at two, and then you have something at three, and then you have something at four. And you know me, I'll, I'll have a lunch at two o'clock with somebody, and I'll talk till 10 o'clock at night. And when we would do radio shows, remote radio shows, you'd start packing 15 minutes before the show was done. <laughs> you had everything packed and ready to go. And you were, you were, bye, JT, you were gone at 10 o'clock exactly to your next appointment, social appointment. For a guy who wastes time, there are times where I waste time, where I'm not doing anything. I'm drinking a bucket of beer in my backyard or uh, right. sitting at the bar having that. When I, when I work, when I end a radio show and I know I have to podcast right after it, I start the podcast before the next host comes on. <laughs> it's like 90 seconds because if I'm working and I'm in the zone, I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop at all. When I'm in I an airport it. and I have to get to a gate, I don't stop at the little knickknack store. I go right to the gate. I see. I have to look up and see that the flight's on time. Me too. Then I put my bag down, and then we can chat and download a movie. I am the king of transition, my buddy Vinny and Jimmy B. We said we were going to write a book someday about this topic, the king of transition, because there's so much wasted time in the world. Oh and my if, you're God, gonna, yes. if you're not sleeping, when you're sleeping, you should rest and you should rest easy. But when you're up and you're starting to do something, you have several tasks in front of you, get from task to task, get it done. When I finally got to see you and we didn't even know when the last time it was we saw each other, we see each other on Zoom, but we hadn't seen each other in a while when you were in LA for the Super Bowl media stuff. And I took you to little Tokyo to show you a cool late night sushi spot. And we got some sushi and I got a beer and then we started yapping and I ordered another beer. And I didn't realize that was a faux pas because you had 90 minutes scheduled out for dinner with me. And then it was going to be on to a lobby across the street for the next social occasion. You told me to gulp down my beer because we were going somewhere else. Well, it's really weird that we're getting into it because this podcast is my therapy. I'm one of the only radio hosts mm -hmm. that are still married and doesn't go to therapy. You're, you're married divorced. to your first wife. Yes. I love your first wife. If you're on sports radio and you're divorced and you're in therapy, 
you're a lot more successful. So this <laughs> therapy. But it was my wife's birthday on April 3rd, and wow. she deserves everything. I mean, she does everything for this family. I mean, God, she's incredible. She's going to see my son, Mom's Weekend at Oklahoma this weekend. It was her birthday, and I asked her what she wanted to do. And she said, well, let's start off the day, go to church, let's go to Mass, because we haven't been to Mass for a while because of COVID. Right. And then she wanted to go to brunch, and that was cool on the strip. And then afterwards, we were going to go to the Van Gogh experience, as a Vincent Van Gogh great. experience on the strip, which was great. And we go to church, and that was fine, and we had a good time. And then we went, and we picked the wrong spot for brunch, and we sat down, and it was it was just wrong. It was right. a place that was very sterile. She thought it was better than it was supposed to be. And we instantly got up. We're on the same wavelength. This isn't going to work. So we're walking through Aria, and we get to Javier's. And you know the famous Javier's mm-hmm. in Orange County, the great uh, Mexican restaurant. And we sit down, and I go, can we sit off the bar in that little lounge? The place is packed. She goes, sure, go grab the seat. And we get there. And no one knew we were there. There was freaking 10 servers, six bartenders, and no one came to sit down. And she looked at me, and I was just ready to get up. You know me, I'm gone. I'll go to the next place. She said, please, wait one more minute. And then after about 10, 12 minutes, someone came by with chips and salsa, and I settled down. <laughs> right. Because, again, the transition, the king of transition, I am not going – I mean, you ever go that you, – you owned a restaurant, Van Gogh's here, mm-hmm. when every once in a while there'll be someone who sits down, and how does that work where all the servers don't know that's that that's their section – and that person goes unserved. And what really drives me crazy is in any business, and you're right about this, and but it was a pet peeve of mine, and I made sure it didn't happen to mine. Even when someone's overwhelmed, they get grouchy and they think they can see I'm busy. I'll get to them when it's their turn. No, this isn't Kabul, where you only speak when you're spoken to, right? <laughs> this is not the way it works. You have to say, even in the smallest pizza joint, I used to walk into this pizza place, my favorite place in Santa Monica, Wildflower Pizza. Mm. But the, but this, this woman on the phone, I just go in there to get a slice to go. If she was busy, she would. all you need to say is, I'll be right with you. That's all you needed, JT. Someone to say, I see you're there. I'm really busy. It's going to take me a minute. I'll be there. And you would have calmed down. But the no acknowledgement when you walk into any food establishment, it doesn't. You can be going to Kinkos to make copies, but if somebody's busy and they can't get to you right away, it makes all the difference in the world if they're saying, "I'm busy and I can't get to you right away. I'll be over there in a couple of minutes." And then you're acknowledged, and then you would have calmed down. In any business, that's the smart thing to do. Then we went to the Vincent Van Gogh Experience inside Aria at Crystal's, this mall that's just. I don't know how anybody can afford anything in the small. It's got everything, mm-hmm. the high end. And we walked in, they give you a cushion, and you go into a giant room, and it's all of Van Gogh's paintings that are up in a movie setting on walls. Uh-huh. And it's the same piece of art going through. It's like a mushroom trip. Not that I would know, but you would see it. <laughs> and all, all of a sudden, flowers are coming out of the wall and these <laughs> unbelievable harvest scenes and all of Van Gogh's famous paintings. And you're looking there and there's, you know, just a, a vase or a vase with a flower <laughs> and it's coming right at you. And there's unbelievable music. And it's incredible and really enjoyed that. And the wife loved that. And we, we went through it twice. They didn't kick you out. You could watch two showings. I think. Oh, great. Like 
20, 30 minutes, and we stayed for two. It was very peaceful. I went to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam, and that's also an incredible experience. But I do like anything like that that gets people who wouldn't normally go to an art show or a gallery or a museum to anything that can pull people into art. In the United States, we have a constitutional amendment guaranteeing the right to own a gun. In Italy, they have a constitutional amendment guaranteeing a right to the arts. <laughs> and it's um, uh, that probably explains our two countries right there. But it's uh, anytime you're exposed to art in any way you can get. That's why I love the Van Gogh uh, exhibit for that reason, the Van Gogh experience. Anything that can pull any new person into the art world is a wonderful thing. Well, that's another great topic because my wife is lightly, lightly closing me on going to Amsterdam. So oh, we, my we God. Bought, we're, we're done. We bought the tickets. Oh. We have the insurance. Can't wait to insurance, talk Insurance, as they say in, in Vegas, when you're about to get hit with a 21 against you, they ask if you want insurance. Right. So we got insurance <laughs> for the first time, and we're going to Amsterdam in June to see the Rolling Stones. Oh my God! Well, all everything about that is great. How long are you staying? Do you know yet? We we know when we're getting there. It's either going to be uh, three and a half, four days after okay. London. After London, because you 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 know you and I both have attention span issues. I never like to stay in any. Uh, I always like leave leaving wanting more. Anytime I go on vacation, we were in Amsterdam for a week. Went there for a wedding. My, and and at my ex's wedding, I get along with my exes. I'm a good breaker up. There's no fine line between love and there's no fine line between love and hate. They are antonyms. We learn antonyms in first grade. And was there for a week, and it wasn't enough. Mm. Amsterdam is incredible, As, and, and people think because you know we're from the United States in a much more conservative culture, people think pot legalized pot and prostitutes but now we have legalized pot here so it's not as amazing but in the coffee shops are really pot shops it's interesting that's an interesting thing they, they don't call pot shops pot shops they call them coffee shops and that's kind of interesting uh i don't smoke but that was a fascinating experience there because i was with someone who did and i uh in the museums there there's Rembrandt, there's van gogh and the things you can learn about the when it was one of the centers for world trade and when holland was one of the richest countries in the world long before our time it's uh it's fascinating and the incredible architecture there are certain cities you go to i was never you know where you learn about architecture through osmosis san francisco victorian homes i didn't know what a victorian home was or a queen anne right and you lived there you learned that but through osmosis from living there and amsterdam you learn a lot about architecture through osmosis you'll love it yeah and you know me i believe art is a picture of joe montana and myself signed by <laughs> joe montana that's what i believe art is or a uh, poster of the rolling right. stones <laughs> but um the demise of the lakers has been fascinating and you're in the base of Lakerland there in hollywood and the i don't root against the lakers because in sports talk radio, we need the Lakers. Right. We need them desperately. And there's some people with the fake debate shows. And I always say fake debate because Stephen A., who's my good friend, he doesn't do a fake debate show. He's passionate. He, like, lives this. And, yeah. But most of the new people in sports media, 
I had a caller to my uh, SiriusXM show, and they complimented me. He said, JT, I love your show because you know you talk about all sports. And I said, well, when I started in the business 25 years ago, you had to watch sports. You had to talk about everything. I had to talk about hockey, yep. NASCAR, tennis, whatever it was. And now all everybody needs to know is LeBron and the right. Lakers. <laughs> right. I really think it pissed off our former employer because I, I mocked that all the time because we just had a bunch of zombies who got up every day and they just talked about the Lakers via when Kobe was alive, now right. LeBron coming there. But for the Lakers to miss, to miss the play-in playoffs, which in theory is pathetic, what that play-in game is. It really is a juice box, a way to say you had a terrible year, but because we need the money, we need the television revenue, we've disappointed our television partners, we're going to put lipstick on the pig, put a dress on it, and invite the four bottom teams of the three teams to come in. And if you look at San Antonio's record, the Lakers' record, and they're out of it officially, the Clippers, you look at how bad these teams are. The fact that they say, hey, man, you can have a one-and-done and and come in via the back door. We used to have one wild card in baseball, and now we have two. And the Lakers missed the play-in tournament, which is almost impossible, Tom. Yeah, it is almost impossible unless your your guys are hurt all year. It's not as much of a panic as people think it is, first of all, because do you know how many seasons we've had to go since the Lakers won a championship? One! <laughs> you know, the, the Bucks won last year and the Lakers won the year before. But like you said, we need the Lakers in this way. We in sports talk media. Because when they're great, you have a boogeyman. And when they're bad, you can say, ha ha. And because people of the millennials have grown up with sports talk radio being about Lakers for 10 years, seven out of the first 10 years of this century, they went to the finals. So anybody listening to sports talk radio of any generation was tired of hearing about them. Then the next 10 years, you got to mock them because they didn't do very well. And then LeBron came and took them straight to the finals. And that is what's pretty amazing about LeBron. Not getting to the playoffs, period, is really surprising Mm -hmm. because LeBron, no matter where he went, always took his teams to the finals. So... It, it was a, but but they they put this all star team together mostly with older guys and they broke down. Remember when they did that with a Carmelo brought Carmelo in and Gary Payton, but they weren't always this healthy. Team is much worse. Oh, that's uh, no, what's but, crazy about it. right. And also a couple, team than the Malone Payton. Rem, remember when they brought in? They had Pau Gasol, Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, and Derek Fisher. An amazing starting five that only played four or five games together all year because they couldn't stay on the floor because Steve Nash was too old and injured. And that's what happened this year with Carmelo. What's amazing is the youngest superstar of them all, Anthony Davis, couldn't stay on the court. So it was easily explainable. They weren't healthy. Well, the Lakers are 31 and 40. How's that for an, a Lakers apologist? That was your good, you're the greatest <laughs> Lakers apologist I've ever met. The San Antonio Spurs are in the play-in game with a 34 and 45 record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's incredible, but they won eight out of 10 and three in a row to get in there. And the Pelicans, the Pelicans without Zion are the ninth seed at 35 and 44. So I spent a lot of time on this week. This the, week did, you know, did you see those records you just mentioned? That is the ultimate. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets mentioned in the newsletter. 
and everybody gets a juice box. Well, as Bill Maher would say on his show, he says new rules. You know, he does that segment. Right. It's great. My only new rule is you can't play in the play-in tournament if you have a sub-500 record. The Clippers, you know, we used to have one through eight. The Clippers are the eighth seed, and they're 40 and 40. So the last team should always get in no matter what their record is. Whoever the eighth seed is. I get it. But, but, but no special circumstances for teams with losing records. Perfect. That's how you change it in one a, year. A special circumstance with a team for a winning record, fine. Yeah, if you look at the Eastern Conference, it's different. It, the, the record's okay. on the bottom end of the Eastern Conference in the play-in game. Charlotte, Charlotte's record is 40-39, and 39 and they're the 10 seed. Okay. And they have an above 500 record. But here's what's fascinating. In the NBA, when you trade a player, a big player, you have to match the salary. And Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis and LeBron's salaries are so enormous that it takes either equal for equal players. So if you want to bail on Russell Westbrook, the only guy who has a contract similar is like Bradley Beal. You mm-hmm. know, someone that was paid way too much money still might be good. John Wall's the best example. Love Maybe it. the worst contract I've ever seen in the NBA. So every expert that I've talked to this week, and there's been a few of them, is one told me that there's a good chance LeBron played his last game. He's not coming back to play. He's in street clothes. He'll never play again as a Laker. And what fascinated me about that conversation is they might be right because LeBron's the one guy you can get a haul for. You can get three really good players, not three dead contracts, and four first-round picks, and LeBron can go help a team win a championship. You can't move Russell Westbrook. And Anthony Davis, you can move him, but not as easy as LeBron. Do you believe, Tom Looney, that LeBron James played his last game as a Laker? You know, something tells me not. Something tells me they want to do business with him. Mm-hmm. He, so he wanted to come to Hollywood, and he did, I don't think he ever wanted to leave. Uh, I think this conversation probably really bothers him. And, you know, he's a leading scorer in the NBA. Do you trade the leading? He mm-hmm. did. You know, at 37 years old, that that's amazing. Uh, what he did, and it's being overshadowed by uh, by the fact that the franchise he was he's with uh, expects to uh, go to win a championship. Well, here's a good conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Him and Kareem have been going back and forth this week. Kareem does not like the way LeBron handles all of his business. Mm-hmm. Not some of it, not all of it, but there's certain aspects of it. You know, when you think about China and Hong Kong and mm-hmm. issues when he says certain things about police officers, which he has on the record, mm-hmm. Kareem doesn't stand with him on equal footing. And Kareem's one of the greatest civil rights leaders of all time, along with Jim Brown. And we know that to be with Muhammad Ali. So Kareem had to walk some comments back about LeBron. Do you think the Lakers want LeBron to be the all-time leading scorer in a Laker jersey over Kareem, or would they like him to get his ass out of town and do it in another jersey and not I don't think let Kareem be the all-time leading Laker? I don't think they're thinking about that. At all, huh? No, because remember, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was also a buck. And it's uh, you know, for for a few short years, but he still was. People play for different teams, and that's the way it works now. I don't think they're thinking about. It. No, I think they're. I think they're putting names in squares, and they're in that office trying to put the best team together and win championships, like they did two years ago. They put the best team, and when everyone said, including you, remember when you were filling in on Jim Rome. And I was there with you on television, and you were just talking. You were going Clippers, 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 and that their organization was a disaster. When you said that, during that preseason, they went on. It was a long season because of the pandemic. They went on to win the championship. 
So uh, despite what everyone was saying and that it was chaos, they went on to win a championship that year. So this is the organization that put together a championship exactly two seasons ago. I don't know why everyone thinks that they can't put another one together again. Oh, that to me is easy. You just set me up beautifully because they didn't okay. have the Russell Westbrook contract. Ooh, Russell Westbrook yeah. almost forgot how to play basketball. Isn't it, isn't it unbelievable that LeBron James has made everyone better? I mean, think of the mm -hmm. think of the right. ugly, ugly nobodies that he played with, named Booby, and etc. That played. Way out of their league, just like just like Peyton Manning would make stars out of Austin Collie. <laughs> LeBron James has done the same thing over the years with so many people, and he couldn't do it with Russell Westbrook. Julian Edelman with Tom Brady. And yeah. I'll throw this out to you. Here's why the, the other big thing about LeBron not being a Laker. When Tom Brady left the Patriots, it was shocking. No one had Tampa Bay. Initial. The conversation about Brady eventually leaving New England was always mm -hmm. out there. And the choice was the 49ers, the team of his youth. Right, the kid, that's where he wanted to play. Right. And then maybe there'd be somewhere else. But you'd never keep him in Buffalo or in the division. And Tampa Bay never came up. Nope. We would know. We've always been on the radio. Nope. And then all of a sudden, Tampa Bay did come. And then what did Brady do? Brady was able to get Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, was able to get all these players to come in on top of the way they drafted really well. The Lakers are in no man's land now. They don't have picks. They don't have draft equity. They don't have – they have the Russell Westbrook contract, which they have to unload. They have real physical injury issues with Anthony Davis. LeBron's getting older, not younger, but I still believe he'll win. What about if LeBron wants to leave? He got the Laker right. Oh, that's different. I, I don't think he chase does one more ring like Durant Durant's a ring chaser. LeBron's been a ring chaser back to the Miami years. What if LeBron looks at Jeannie and says, listen, I love you. I'm still going to be here. I want to come back. You're going to put my name up there with Wilt and Kareem. But can I please go back to Akron one more time? This Cleveland team's close. Or can I please go somewhere with my son, Bronny, who's going to get drafted because I want to win a championship. Oh, that would be different. And, and you could see he's all people like, like LeBron James always need a new goal. And if he never wanted to leave LA and that was his attitude two years ago, he, he'd be happy to change it because he can always move back to LA. He doesn't have to sell his house. So you make a great point there. And I don't know that he was ring chasing in Miami. Remember we were on the air when that happened too. And I kept saying he was going to do it for this reason. He wanted to see he he was from near Cleveland, Ohio. And everybody, every boy wants to go to the big city. And, you know, move 2,000 miles away from mommy and do it on your own. So I knew he was going to go to New York, L.A., Miami, somewhere because he didn't want to stay local. You can't sit around saying what he wasn't the type of guy with that type of talent. Whoever was going to have to say what it, what would it have been like if I left town? He was going to leave town and he was going to do it then. And I know it. So that, that, there was a lot more there than just winning a ring. Plus, he's won a ring wherever he's gone. Will he chase another one and look at the rosters? Yeah, and that's also not only LeBron effect, the Tom Brady effect, the Peyton Manning effect. It's happening in all sports where people are saying, oh, I don't have to play with the same team forever. Let's see where the grass is greener. Let me go do it on my own and get some more publicity and sell more jerseys. Will Smith is currently in Dubai. I think he's hiding in Dubai. He's friends with the prince there. He has... He knows the market well there. He's been there. And all of a sudden now, the Oscar slap 
is still being talked about about yeah. the penalty phase. We talked about it on the night. We were one of the first to podcast right after that. And now people are wondering because he resigned from the academy. The academy rescheduled the board meeting to discuss the slap and what's going to happen to him next. Now they're all so fucking serious, man. The night of, they couldn't get him out of the Dolby Theater. The night of, he was dancing to Jiggy with it with the Oscar and smiling and dancing at the Vanity Fair or the Governor's Ball. I get that. Now all of a sudden, ooh, let's get him back. Let's figure out the penalty phase. You're in that industry. You're an actor. When you look back at this, what? why is it taking so long for the penalty phase of what they're going to do? Uh, they can pass out for five years, expel him, or do something for two years. But he's got a couple of good movies. He's a great movie maker. He's a great actor. A couple of good projects that have jobs and people and grips and directors and people who work craft services are going to lose these movie shoots because Hollywood's all in a fluster now on what the penalty phase well what's taken so long they don't know what to do they didn't know what to do that night they were caught off guard and they still don't know what to do and you're right it's it's one of those things as well where gee we let roman you know we would have let roman polanski back in the building had you know had even allowed in the country because uh hollywood is so uh liberal about those things and forgiving and wants to re and do rehab in the way liberals think and and you and I have both always said you can't punish someone forever for the worst thing they've ever done that's caught on videotape, you know if it's not unlawful. And this, you know, yeah, I know slapping somebody's unlawful, but you know what I'm talking about. If it's not uh, com uh, so unlawful, and I don't think they know what to do. I think you that know. they're they're wandering through their mind like I am trying to answer your question. I and I don't think any. I'm starting to feel bad for him. Uh, any because it, it was just the it was the moment he had positioned himself for forever. He was such a goal oriented guy, and when he was a TV star and he started being offering movie scripts, he was so calculated. I mean this in such an admirable way. He sat down and thought, okay, what are the two most popular types of movies? And he found out it was UFO type movies and uh, comedies. And he said, well, give me a UFO comedy. <laughs> And it was all, yeah, and it was all, all took off after that. And so that was brilliant. And, and it's so young. And I remember when he was on Letterman in his early 20s, and Letterman was blown away and impressed. You know, it wasn't easy to impress Letterman. If you remember, it was not easy. And, and somebody, you know, who really tried to live. Yeah, anybody who preaches being kind and lives his life that way was a rapper who didn't curse. Of course, it's much more of an outrage when you catch them being unkind, Ellen, right? <laughs> when you catch them being unkind, when their mantra is to be kind because they're human, they're going to fail. But to fail at your highest moment like that, that's what has us all fascinated as well. Well, the meeting coming up this Friday, the purpose of the meeting is to, quote, address possible sanctions. Mm -hmm. The word sanctions been in the news a lot because of Ukraine and Vladimir Putin. Right. Yep. right I want real sanctions going on with Russia. Right. They're even going after Putin's daughters now. They're going after oligarchs' yachts. Those right. are real sanctions that I want to hear about. Give me a break with the Academy 
on the sanctions. I could have been in that meeting. We started off the podcast talking about King of Transition. Right. I would have had that meeting the Tuesday after the Oscars on Sunday night. I would have kicked him out for five years. Then he would have appealed because everybody gets to appeal. Yeah, everybody get to appeal. gets to this appeal. This is United States. We yeah, get to United appeal. States still appeal. So he would have got it back if it was steroids or something in sports or it was a late hit or a helmet to helmet hit. <laughs> you would have been able to appeal and get it knocked down in half. So he gets five years by the academy, and he appeals it, knocks it back to three, and he comes back. But I will tell you one thing I got wrong. I was 100% sure that he was going to open up the Oscars next year. Remember I said with Chris Rock, they were going to come out together. Yeah, and I thought it was an interesting idea, but then again, they're not going to make a joke out of that ever. No. You're right. They're never going to mock this inside the academy. We'll be doing it for a long time. The Kardashian girls... I'm fascinated by. Yes. Kourtney oh. Kardashian married Travis Barker after the Academy Awards, the drummer who has the tattoos all over his face, which it, to me is not appealing at all. I would, I, would say that to, I would say that to a member of my family. I would say it to anyone. My bosses, if they tatted up their whole face, <laughs> that's not very appealing to me. I don't yep. think Post Malone looks good with tattoos all over his face, but Kourtney Kardashian decided to marry him. Kim Kardashian is getting more serious with Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is a comedian from Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. uh, been a clown, been a funny guy, but she's getting more serious with them. And then the other one who's out there, there's Courtney, Kim, and Chloe. And Chloe continues to let her NBA former ex continue to come back after he continues to cheat on him. And then the other daughters, I think one dates tiger or married to him i don't know all the names of the young beautiful ones but what do you think chris jenner is thinking tonight i call the mother of the year now i call the grandmother of the year when now all of her daughters are on the cover of every magazine in the world for their for the decisions with men over every website every day i log on to tmz and it's a kardashian what do you think the heterosexual community thinks about your knowledge about the uh, kardashians <laughs> You've got to be the only straight head. guy that could have just given that entire breakdown <laughs> of the Kardashian girls. Because I value children. <laughs> I really do. And you're going to learn a lot about me here because you already know me. But our new mm -hmm. podcast, I value children. And a lot of times divorce ruins kids. Yes. Anybody the number break, one threat to family values in America. Anybody can break up with anybody. I found out on TMZ today that Albert Pujols and his wife are getting divorced. Right. You know what they've done, charity work for children in need and all that? I was shocked by that, but it's a different topic when Laura Pippen and Scotty Pippen break up and then it's so ugly and it's all over and they don't talk to each other and Scotty goes wacko, doesn't talk to Michael Jordan anymore and, and mocks Phil Jackson. It's because of what happens and the kids getting affected. And I'm just wondering when all of these Kardashian kids who are supposed to get together with their cousins and have all these people around them and their dads, their biological dads are supposed to be there like Kanye West, Scott Disick, and um, all these other guys, former NBA players, and they're not allowed to come in because they're divorced and they're in fights with them. And these kids are like hanging out. You know, Kanye West's kids are hanging out with Travis Barker's kids. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's going to work. It's not healthy. And you know, and I'm, you, you, I'm able to judge that. And you, you know what else people say all too often? The kids seem fine. Yeah, now. <laughs> yes, they do. 
They seem fine now because they don't know how to process it. They're eight. But when they turn 16 and they've got a tattoo on their face. Well, these kids will know, be fine. Uh, these kids will be fine because of the money, the extreme well, wealth. It doesn't make it fine, though. Kids have blowback. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. Of, oh, they, okay. Thank kids, you. A lot of them will be ruined. You know, the housewives, as I walk past my wife when she's watching the housewives. True right. story. The other night, I was on the radio in my studio at home, and I heard a lot of yelling. Concerned. I don't have the kids are yelling in the house. And I went to commercial, and I went out, and I thought, what's going on? And it was the housewives. They were yelling at me <laughs> on Bravo. <laughs> And their families are destroyed. And you're watching these kids on this reality show, born by Andy Cohen of Bravo, who's now a multi-multi-millionaire, very sharp guy. And these families are ruined. There's multi-levels of divorce and kids that don't talk to their parents. And the kids are on television because these psychotic moms put their children on TV on a reality show. And they're going to deteriorate mentally going forward. Kids who grow up in loving homes sometimes commit suicide. Kids who grow up in loving homes sometimes during their hormonal years go through incredible blowback from childhood. My, my dad died when I was five. I think it hit me when I was 16. And I had post-traumatic stress. It took me years to figure out what that was. And, you know, you got everything else going on when you're 16. And then I had that added on top of it. And other people have other things. I was lucky that I had an incredible nurturing environment with family and friends and cousins who who uh, who were all so good and kind, and there was no trauma. Nobody in any family event, uh, any Thanksgiving, baptism, Christmas, Easter dinner, ever confronted another uh, another relative. Well, drunk. I never even saw a relative drunk. So I was really lucky that I didn't have any trauma added to my trauma. But mine was through death. So kids go through kids. Who grew up like I did in a normal loving environment can really have some incredibly hard teenage years as they get hit with their hormonal bombs. How are those kids going to deal with it? I think I know why I'm fascinated by this. I am the product of the Partridge family and the Brady Bunch. So oh, Carol and Mike Brady were divorced. And their families came together. They had a mixed family. Yeah. And it was Americana. They played right. in the backyard and they had tree houses. And, you know, Marsha got hit in the face with the football and there, were light, <laughs> there was light comedy. Right. And things happened and then the family got together and everything was okay. And the Partridge family, Shirley Jones, the actress, famous actress, musician, the star of that with David Cassidy and Danny Bonaducci. And there was some shenanigans going on there. And she didn't have a husband. She went at it alone. Yeah. Right. She went out, and you grew up with that. And now you see the Kardashians as they're mixing all of this into this gigantic, toxic scenario of American anti-family values, which gets celebrated. They did a 2020 special. I did a 2020 special ABC News. I am not going to get into you with conservative liberal news, mm. liberal politics and news, but the biggest criticism of news, network news, oh my God, it's too liberal. Or it's there's always something wrong with the news. I never do. I never think it is. I'll right. watch Nora O'Donnell, David Muir. As right. you know, I'll tune in and watch Lester Holt. Because I think they're doing a great they job. They bust their ass to be objective. There's so many of the A-list journalists. Absolutely do. I agree. But when ABC News does a show with Chris Jenner celebrating this dysfunctional family with all this heavy divorce and chaos and people fighting, and it's, it's produced by ABC News, I look at it and I go, time out. 
I, I mean, I'm watching conservative cable news that is mocking the president because he turns around at a press conference in Obama. He looks a little lost because he's old mm-hmm. and he's, he's deteriorating and people are laughing and giggling on conservative news. And then I watch the other side of the extreme side of that. And every segment of every show is about Trump, Trump, Trump. And then I turn on the real news, and they're doing a special on the Kardashians. Oh, get me out of this. It's insanity. Yeah. I follow CBS News on Twitter. Do you know how often they put out a video of a bear that snuck into someone's kitchen that's eating a box of Wheaties? And I'm saying, well, yeah, it's a cute video, but it's not news. Um, even they had one once of the husband and wife who – fell asleep because they did heroin and then there were kids playing in the back seat of the minivan okay little titillating a little awful but is it news it's a it's a certainly a an incredible video you got there but it's not news so we are mixing up entertainment with news and you know chris wallace was talking to somebody recently about the evolution of news and he partially blamed his father the legendary mike wallace former game show host, actor, and newsman. And he said when 60 Minutes turned news into something profitable, because news was always a public service, never was considered something that was there for profit before 60 Minutes. Once 60 Minutes started making a profit off of news, you know, other people started getting the idea to mix in a little entertainment, some Tabasco, some Kardashians, and then down that slippery slope we went. I'll leave you with a future tease for our upcoming podcast. Okay. Ken Burns, Ben Franklin. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Ben Franklin, from birth to 21, was to London and back. He was a runaway. He was a printer. He was an author. He was an inventor. I He's don't incredible. know anybody who did more from birth to the age of 21 at that time where people back then didn't live to 21. Some people died. Oh, right. You're, you're right. I, I I'm in the beginning. I can't of wait. It. I can't wait to see it. Do you know why he was able to do that? Because his father, like the Hunt family for years, had the market cornered on silver. And that's how they could own things like football teams. The Franklin family had the market cornered on candles. And remember, in the 1700s and 1600s, there was no electricity. So his father, you know, every candle in the country was made by the Franklin family in in uh, Philadelphia. So Benjamin never really had to work. And back then, you know, so he had he was able to pursue, you know, and he could have been a spoiled, rotten brat, but he pursued lots of intellectual pursuits. I'm a fascinating guy. Hey, one more thing before we go. Before the top of the hour, JT, I've got to talk to you about Tiger. What do you think about Tiger? Maybe wow. we'll even maybe I'll even cut yeah. this out and put it at the beginning of the podcast. Talk to me about Tiger. It's your favorite subject. Some Tiger some talk show hosts do LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. You love doing Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Tiger looks super healthy. Uh, I know. Ago, fourteen months ago, he could have died. We both believe. We both believe there's more to the car accident. Oh yeah. We both believe there's more to it. I agree. That's something that'll come out somewhere down the road. But or the or not. Rehabbed, they protected the fact, him. Yeah, the fact that he rehabbed at this level. I don't think he oh. can win. I think he can make the cut, but he looks great. Everybody's saying he is striking the ball well, ripping it. He knows the course. See, if Tiger never had addiction issues, if Tiger never got into a car accident, 
I think he would have passed Jack Nicholas just because of this tournament. Yes. He played this tournament from the age of 35 to 45. Well, do you remember after the original drama and, and all he went through, he came back and played at Augusta first because he knew the course so well. And I think he finished third or something. He, uh, he played really well. It may have been the greatest tournament he ever played considering. If he wins the Masters, the 2022 Masters, it could be the biggest sports story of our life, including Jesse Owens at the Olympics in Germany, the 1980 Olympic hockey team beating the Russians. Uh, upset would be Buster Douglas over Tyson. We're both right. boxing guys. This has the ability. And Coach K, I thought, in the same week, come on. Coach K on Monday, Kansas won the national championship. If Coach K won it and he had a really good chance, he would have walked off as the greatest college coach of all time, would have surpassed Wooden with that one, even though Wooden adds more. That one would have put him over the top. We could have had that on Monday and Tiger the same Sunday. And if Tiger wins on Sunday, which I think is pretty much impossible, it would go to all-time number one of the biggest sports stories of our lifetime. That's what's at stake. I hope he makes the cut. I hope he's on the leaderboard over the weekend. I will be glued to the Masters. Ben Hogan got in a devastating car crash and was able to come back and win golf tournaments. He won six of his nine majors after the accident. Oh, so somewhere up above or down below, Ben Hogan will be cheering on Tiger Woods. Thanks for listening to the JT and Looney podcast. Do us a favor, share it. Get our numbers up so one day we won't have to do it because we'll be with Joe Rogan on a beach. <laughs> and we'll be counting our money there. But if you can share the podcast, download it, share it, and like it. All 41 minutes and four seconds of the JT and Looney podcast, powered by Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.